You're listening to the Yes, Maybe, No podcast. With Andrew Streeter. Who is the douchebag now? And Yeti Blanc. I'm the Rad Key now. Is this show the best? Yes, Maybe, No! Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Yes, Maybe, No podcast. I'm Yeti Blanc. I'm Andrew Streeter. And we are two mega fans of the Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz. We've been friends for 18 years now. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I know that's, that's really, really weird. <laughs> there are stories that will be told one day that have been told and will be told again down the line, but not today. Over the last 18 years, we've had a lot of fun together with music. And then about four years ago, we discovered our, our love for the Levitard Show and uh, have been really close ever since. And so that's, that's kind of what, what brought us to this podcast. We love that Dan opens up discussions that are nuanced, that he looks beyond, beyond the surface of the hot take or the headline to get down to the real story. And we felt we'd, we'd enjoy talking about similar items. Sure. We also thought we could do so much better than him. So that's why we're here. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're coming for you. We're coming for you boys. <laughs> Oh gosh! He'll tell us to stay off. <laughs> they better stay off the tracks when the train's coming through. Um, no joke. No joke. That was uh, Major League Two. That was my first date. Was oh. To go watch Major League Two. Oh you know, no! What year? Theater. What year was that? I don't know. Nineteen ninety four. It would have been Whoa. April. Of, April of ninety four, if I remember right. Greg, I remember the day that relationship ended. Do you want, Friday, May 13th, 1994. Do you want to know what grade I was in in May 1994? You were like in first grade? <laughs> I was in second grade. Second grade. In 1994. <laughs> I was, it was eighth grade for me. I was, I was a rising freshman. It was year. Uh, yeah. How about so, that? Uh, how about that? I'm Paul Radke. You are the Paul, the Paul Radke. <laughs> To my Gregory Cody. I'm the rat key now. Um, oh no. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so over the process or over time as we as we get more involved in this pod, we plan on discussing anything from sports and music to pop culture related items. Probably mostly sports and music, because that's what we tend to have yeah. the most in common as far as our, our passions are concerned. It's our wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. You sports, obviously, but uh, but music, you know, um, anyone that's listening to in, to this other than our moms will probably know some of our work musically as having some uh, a pretty good run of songs over the spring and summer um, getting played uh, about the Levitard show or based on things from the Levitard show getting played on the air, which has been really, really awesome. Yeah. You know, especially as, you know, fans of the show, you know, obviously to have been able to carve out a little bit of a, our own little pieces of show history there is pretty uh pretty rad yeah we were able to touch the show as they have touched us <laughs> show me on the doll <laughs> where the show touched you <laughs> anyway so, uh, so naturally, our first topic for this episode is the upcoming changes for to the ESPN lineup and and especially to the Levitard show. As as anyone who listens to that show or a lot of ESPN 
I would know that there are several changes coming up on Monday, August 17th. Um, this has been a big day for a while, a little over a month now, or right around a month. Fans of the show and, and the ESPN lineup have been curious as to how it's going to look once everything gets into place. Um, and the answer is much more white. <laughs> Cannonball! <laughs> so, um... <laughs> no, but uh, but but you know the the, hey, the big news for hey man, Keyshawn Johnson is front and center in this lineup. All right, that's true, and, and really like with the shakeup, we get more Mina, and that's really cool for her. It, it is you know there's been a little bit of a, a bigger lane cleared out for her, which is which is great because she is mega deserving of it. Absolutely, um, more Mina kinds. Please, I've been trying to say less mega because I don't want people to think I've been saying MAGA. Um, oh dear word. So so. Mina is super deserving of that. She is she's she's really carved out a great lane at ESPN, although not as wide as Dan's. Um, it's 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 very uh, it's a very good lane. I'm going to stop now. Wide, saying um. he said wide with a W I D E. Dan should um, be yes, yes. wide, wide guys, <laughs> wide, wide guys, wide. <laughs> How have we gone this long without thinking of that? Oh, man. How are they giving four hours to Keyshawn, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahenti? <laughs> I'm not sure I've heard more than like 30 seconds of any of those guys talk about anything. Okay, so behind the curtain, we were originally, or at least I was thinking about, originally naming this episode Norby Williamson. <laughs> and we were going to talk you know, in our original planning. This is our third attempt at recording this pod, by the way. We've had the last two weeks, Andrew and I have tried. And we have just ended up just talking about anything but this. But but I was originally really wanting to hammer down on and dive into to to Norby his history and the influence that he's had on the company over time. And I just got into it and just couldn't. But but like really, it's especially through today's show, um, this Thursday show. I, I really I feel we 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 got the uh, a little bit more of the curtain pulled back. Um, on some of the decisions or on the way ESPN is going to look more. And it really sounds like they are trying to homogenize the messaging or the the style a lot more. Whereas you had your your Golik and Wingo in the morning, which is a lot of your sports talk, but they'll do some of the morning drive type feel, some of the goofy stuff and go off and you know, do on you know, remote stuff on location and, and things like that. But then you get Dan, which is just, just full Miami wackiness and, and the, the whole rebel out of uh, out of the lineup and then you get into some more of the traditional stuff but we had that great three hours of dan right in the middle and now it's just it's it's like no we need us to be more straight sports yeah no that's and that's i don't know i don't obviously it's hard to recreate or put other people that are gonna do the same thing that the show does into the lineup but then again, they're just taking what they already do and they're reduce at least, you know, reducing it, which kind of makes it begs the question. Do you think that Dan and the guys that they view this as a demotion, like actually as a demotion, or do you think that it, I mean, cause what, it, what it's really doing is, you know, I feel like it's been more painted as a silver lining that they get to expand the digital, uh, playland a little more. Right. And I feel like ESPN kind of feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. 
Um, just by being like, no, it's not a demotion. You're, you're really great. And so, you know, you, you do really well digitally. And so we want you to have more digital content, but really it seems like they're trying to, and while that might be, there might be some truth to that. I don't think it's as benevolent as they are trying to make it sound. And on that note, let's take a quick break brought to you by our friends at Lauer after hours. Tune in to the Lauer after hours podcast. Join the revolving crew of Dan Levitard's show superfans, all 280 of them, as they interview some of your favorite personalities from ESPN and more. If you love the Dan Levitard show's local hour, you'll love this round-robin style podcast. Grab a tube, jump on the lazy river, and let it take you where it takes you, every week on Lauer After Hours. Available at all fine podcast retailers. And now we resume this very special episode of Yes, Maybe, No. Yeah, I, otherwise I don't know that they would have made some of the other decisions that they made like bringing giving Greeny more time. Yeah. on the air. His own two it was a 2-hour show. It's a 2-hour uh, show. He's, followed he's, by 2 hours of Kellerman. He's noon to 2, Kellerman's 2 to 4. And Green Greenberg's still doing get up and he's and Keller, Kellerman's still doing first take. So like you're going to work those dudes to death, but yeah, well, I, I really think Dan would have stood up and fully applauded if they did something more alternative, not necessarily a, another copy of the Levitard show, but something alternative in the way that Dan's is somewhat alternative programming. It really it really needed to be. And I don't know, you know, Bomani just resigned with them. But where is yeah. where is he? Like, where are they putting him? Where right. are they you know, using he, him? He still does the right time and he's doing more. He He's doing increased amounts of, of, of HQ. Sure. But what else? I feel like high noon should have been in there somewhere. I mean, yeah, it they was could have put high noon back. They, at could, noon. they should have made, well, <laughs> well, right. But it didn't need to be a TV show. It could have been Pablo and Bomani on the radio. Yeah. 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 And, and they, they would get into a lot of the homogenous sports talk that ESPN seems to want. But they would give that alternative way of looking at her, that that smarter and curious point of view, I think. So to answer your question earlier, do, do I think the guys feel it as a demotion? I think there is somewhat of that. Otherwise, I think the old, the old uh, cliche about there's always a certain amount of truth in sarcasm. Yeah. Dan's making fun of it and, and saying, you know, they're telling us it's a demotion, not without demotion. And we'll believe that or whatever, you know. I don't know that he would make that jab if there wasn't at least, you know, I, I have no idea what percentage, but we'll say, let's say a 30%, you know, feeling that it, or belief that it is a demotion. It might be more. I'm, I'm being safe with that. Sure. But it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if, if, if at least Dan, if not every single one of them felt like it was some sort of demotion where it's like, okay, well, you're valuable property. You're not really the voice we want, but you've made yourself uh, indispensable. So here's what we'll do. We'll give you more time on your digital thing where you can go play your goofy games or, or whatever you want to do, but we're going to give you less time on the mainstream air. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm just saying, you know, thinking about this a little bit more, I am really fascinated about what happens over the next year and a half, two years, whenever their contract is up and kind kind of what's going to go into, you know, their contract year, you know, more or less <laughs> really down this stretch. Um, because, I think that they know that Dan could go anywhere and bring a really big following with him and do whatever he wants. But I think that he appreciates everything that ESPN's allowed him to do to this point. But to your point, like you said earlier, I think that it would, if they do feel slighted, however, whatever percentage that is or demoted, it probably would have 
softened that blow quite a bit if it had been if it looked like they were trying to give different voices a chance or a crack at at doing these shows and doing these the, the filling these show slots yeah but instead we get mike greenberg we, and look we get greenie, greenie is smart i like greenie greenie yeah i like he, he's a talented presenter yeah but you've already got him on get up for how many ever hours that is and then it's it just it's not interesting to me no you know with with get up i like the fact that he's got the panel on get up it's not just him and and so you have some varying personalities so that that can offset each other and and more talent to play with but if it's just going to be two hours of him i, I really doubt that's anything i'm going to check out we don't know maybe green will re- you know really throw us for a loop but anything i've seen from greenie over the years is just is consistency and i think corporate types really like consistency i mean we see it in our jobs i'm sure that managers and higher ups they want to see consistent approach they they want they like boring um it's the safer bet it's the safer route now with entertainment industry it, it's i'm sure it's a little different but uh cuz you you, know, you got to get clicks you got to get eyes on your screens I, I just don't know how mike greenberg brings more of that now, here's something I've I've been curious about too, and I I want to know what you think about it. Is with this, like, I don't know what Norby thinks about Dan and the show. Like, so I I don't know if it's if it's like if they're just a thorn in his side, but they but they perform well, so we keep them around, or if it's like he really likes them and sees that this digital expansion is is actually something that's not only good for Dan but good for the company. Um, or is it his way of just kind of pushing them off in the corner? I am not sure. What do you think? Here's what I, everything I need to know about Norby Williamson. Okay. First of all, what the heck kind of name is Norby? What is that? (laughs) It It is not the name I would associate with sports and entertainment. And if you, but apparently he's done really well with it over the years. Sure. But if you look, if you Google Norby Williamson, Google image search Norby Williamson and look at this guy and tell me if he looks like somebody who would like Dan Levitard in, in any, he does not, he does not look like that. No, he does not. But, but if I, if I had to associate the name Norby Williamson with any active NBA player, it would be Alex Caruso. (laughs) He does look like a Norby. (laughs) He does look like a Norby, but like, if Norby were not like a first name or a last name, it's just a singular name. Like, look at that creature. He is a Norby, you know, like Dobby. Norby is Dobby's brother. Yeah, funny. <laughs> so yeah, this reminds me of a funny story where I am. Uh, I sent you a message saying, "Is there anyone who looks less like they should be a good NBA player than Joe Ingles?" And you immediately hit me back. You said, "Yes," and his name is Alex Caruso. <laughs> But the dude's a baller. He's good. Yeah. (laughs) Both of them. He surprises everyone. So that's the other thing. Norby doesn't look like he's someone who would like Dan Lambertard. But also, if you look deeper into his like little resume or whatever, he used to be like initially when Stuart Scott was hosting SportsCenter, rest in peace, Norby was uh, notoriously out on booyah he did not like it he told yeah that's right i did i did read that he he was not a fan of the whole booyah he did not phrase. like he did not like booyah which you know come on man <laughs> and then he also told bob lee that his beard looks stupid so i think what we're dealing with is clearly not somebody who is like whose sensibilities line up with let's make a silly show that's about sports that's not really a show about sports but I think that from a pure business perspective, 
it's like you said, they're in, they are an indispensable product and they cannot be denied. So it's interesting. I wonder if they're playing like a little bit of a game of, of chicken here. And of course this is purely reckless speculation, right? Going down the stretch of the, it's either, you know, they're thinking, well, we still have to pay these guys for two more years. So let's keep on, you know, let's, uh, let's milk this for what it's worth, but let's shorten that. Let's tighten up that national show. quite a bit see how they react to it you know maybe it's like one of those like trying to like force you you know when the manager of like a store or a restaurant doesn't like one of the kids that works there they just stop scheduling them they cut down their hours right yeah they cut down their hours or they only give them like one shift a week just to see if they'll be like screw this guy i'm out on their own so they don't have to do it and i wonder if there's a little bit of that going on there could be so let me look at the alternative on that is this whole increasing the digital time like, like, I really wonder if it is, I believe in you, Dan, like, like I said, he doesn't, his resume doesn't seem to be something, someone who would say that, but like, is he this wicked genius who sees, and here, here's the hot take. I wonder if Norby sees ESPN leaving terrestrial radio altogether in the next five to 10 years. And let, like, what if it turned out that Levitard is the flagship into that, that movement? He believes in them that much. Or the alternative is. He's just evil, and like you said, he's trying basically scheduling him for less hours to see what he does with it. But I also think if that's the case, like all he's doing is making Dan stronger. I I really believe that even if all the chips are placed against him, Dan and that crew, the the, the team that he has built, I really think that they they would thrive and succeed. And and that's why I see you know Dan always downplays it and says he he wouldn't be able to do much outside of ESPN or doesn't doesn't see them. No, who um, says that you know, almost anybody, you know, can't can't go off and do well after ESPN. I think they could see that's the thing, especially with the resources they have now co- with right. their access to the ringer and other entities that would love to have them. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about this. I'm sure Bill Simmons would be licking his chops to bring over the Dan Lebetard universe to the to the ringer that he'd be like, he would be welcomed with open arms. It wouldn't surprise me. Not one bit. Now, to steer a transition just a little bit, here's what we know right now. We know the big changes that are happening um, on the 17th. They said today that they aren't going to be doing the sports reads anymore because they weren't professional enough. That pissed me off pretty good. It's kind of the point, though, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> because I think when they, when they tried this a while ago, like a few years back, and they had, I can't remember, was it Christine Lisi? That's who's going to be doing it now, and, it, and and Dan's mentioned that they had her do it before, and so it very well may have been Christine back. It then only well. lasted a few days because they didn't, they weren't able yeah, to do the three days. They weren't able to do the and finalies. Can they get Christine Lisi to do the and finalies and talk about fart facts? I don't know. <laughs> Laser fart explosions. Yeah, having her do it in the serious, you know, ESPN voice. And finally, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Mike said something yesterday or today that says there's something new coming to the Levitard and friends network too. Or that's what I thought he said. I thought so I heard that interesting well. to see what that is. Now, by the time this podcast airs, we'll probably have a lot of those answers uh, from the mystery crate. That's probably going to drop in the morning on Friday. Yeah. Um, Dan, Dan and Mike said that there were a lot of things they'll discuss more on the, on the next mystery crate. Also there, you know, there is a smell chance. I don't get this edited in time to air before Monday. That's okay. <laughs> Only three people would hear it before Monday anyway, including, uh, including um, us. So yeah, so it, it'll be really interesting Monday to see what happens. I'm excited, really. I mean, I'm excited because I think that the, these guys have always been 
you know, they've, they've rolled with a whole bunch of other changes in the past. I'll say something they've proven time and time again, they came in into the role at ESPN as an alternative voice that didn't match the, the current programming, the current state that, that they had. And they've grown and grown and grown, been true to themselves and, and leaned into the alternative voice that they have. And it's, and they've succeeded. I have no doubt that, you know, that, that, okay, you, you want to tie a hand behind, you know, the show's back and, and I, I think they'll find a way to do look because the show is, that's really their MO. Let's make a train wreck hilarious. It's exactly right. You know, it's the Baron um, it's, and, and entertaining. It's the Baron Davis. It's the Baron Davis thing. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, 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 that's a good archetype. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but for, for how the show could go. Okay. You're going to take an hour and wreck an hour away from us from the live thing. You want us to get weird. We're going to get weird and people are going to love it. Our numbers are going to grow even more. And, and, you know, and they'll turn and it. Who's the douchebag now? Who's the douchebag <laughs> now? Yes. They will turn that into lemonade. And to, to, to just to briefly revisit a previous point, like you were saying that he doesn't feel like, does he, do you think that he really feels like there, there wouldn't be, or there couldn't be a show without ESPN that he couldn't do it without that? Dan. Yeah. Uh, I think he has his insecurities about it. Sure. But at the same time, I don't know that he'd have the people in place that he does if he wasn't confident that they could. The the reality is, though, there was a show before ESPN. There could be one after it. Like, they built their brand not on ESPN Air. They expanded it on ESPN Airwaves. But, you know, they are are a self-made enterprise. And they can take that wherever they want. And I think that probably to a large extent, ESPN brass know that. I think they know that. So whether whether or not the odds or the um, on paper, it seems like this is a good move. I'm going to give this not a maybe or a no, but I'm going to give this a yes. I think this is going to be a successful move for, for Dan and his crew, whether it's successful or ESPN or not. Maybe. No. Who knows? I'm going to I'm I'm, give uh, it a you know what? Maybe. But for Dan and company, I feel very confident that they'll be able to make something awesome out of this and it'll just lead to greater successes for them. I really enjoy that Dan's been preparing the rest of the guys, trying to get them opportunities and exposure for when he's not doing a show anymore. And I think that's only made the team that much better. I agree. Yeah. To where, like I said, even with this new challenge, I think they'll rise to it and and as you know, they'll they'll fail upwards with it. I think so too. You know? <laughs> I think so too. Because even with, you know, yeah, like you said, every they are they are Teflon, man. Like they can have the most awkward or terrible interviews happen, and it's and have Greg and Stu be really terrible, and it's good for the show. <laughs> it's good for their brand. They are totally Teflon in that regard. Agreed, agreed. So, all right. So, a couple final questions for you. If I were to put on my prognosticator hat, um, I have one of those. <laughs> We should get them. If you don't, really, we should get them made and wear them all the time. Hey, uh, Bruce and Sales. I would wear um, what? I would wear a hat. At Stugat's Army 790. Prognosticator. Can, uh, can, can, we can, yeah, we can commission him to make a prognosticator hat. So as I pr- if I were to put my prognosticator hat on, um, and maybe there's some uh, insider info here, I would say that the extended digital space will open up the return of some old less sportsy or non-sports bits from the show maybe some we haven't seen in a while so what is your opinion do you think do you think we'll see the return of naked chris i can only hope so i mean 
I don't think it got the run that it really uh, deserved. It just kind of, you know, quietly went away. Went away. Yeah. And uh, what's good? We haven't had what's good in a while. Maybe we'll have what's good come back. Haven't had a what's good. Even King Roy has kind of just fallen by the wayside. Roy's realm has been less present, and we need more of that in our lives. I definitely feel like they, you know, even the magic creative content really went away. Well, I think I think COVID had more to do with the magic creative content than uh, than anything, and not being in the studio. Although they're back now, they are back now. I, we did get the chickens today in the post game show. We got the Kentucky fried chickens. I can't remember. Was it the real chickens or was it just, uh, or was it? Oh, we got a yo chicken time. Yeah. There was a yo chicken time in there. Yeah. I only caught that in passing as I was trying to work. <laughs> but no, I, I also want the exploring series to come back. I loved explo- exploring Allison and exploring yeah, a lot Allison. of these, a lot of these left when Allison left. They did. But has Allison ever really left? She's always there. She's still, I think she's still booking for them, right? Isn't she still doing some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison still, yeah, still does the booking for them, and she just works with other shows as well now. Good for her, man. But we love her. We miss her. Um, miss having her on the air as much, and miss the the fights um, that she'd have with <laughs> Billy. And everyone else. Her dynamic um, with Billy. That's another thing that made the local hour magical. Yeah. That she he was like her annoying little brother that she couldn't shake. But also that she couldn't yeah. help but but love, but as mostly annoyed. But yeah, I think all that's coming back. I do feel like Jan, Dan. We we've seen a lot more of him on local hours lately, um, Mystery Crate, you know, other in other places, and I think that that's great. I'd love to have more him, more of him, and more of Stu on the local hour for sure. And I think that he seems kind of maybe a little energized a bit by it. For the lack of a better term, he seems excited about it and seems like this kind of throws a uh, a whole new spin on things. So I th- I'm excited to see what they what they roll out with on Monday. Yeah. Ultimately, I think this is going to be a good move for them or only because they'll make it be a good move. Suck it, Norby. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a new segment. Kick rocks, Norby. Kick rocks, Norby. But yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. Can we also can we also get a kick rocks Norby hat? Talk to your hat people. Get back to me. C O B. Yeah, so I think that wraps it up for the first edition of Yes Maybe No. We hope you've enjoyed it. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe and resubscribe again, or whatever. No, that's that, right. That whole... That's how you do it. Andrew and his wife, Catherine, have a podcast called The Regular Streeters. Listen to them wherever you can find your podcast. They're great for for parenting or just helping you feel that you're not so alone in this world. You can find the show on Twitter at YesMaybeNoPod. You can find me on Twitter at ThisOldDad. And you can find Andrew at AndrewStreeter underscore. That's right. Find us there. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. So, Andrew, was this a good episode? Yes, maybe, no. Yes, maybe, no. Thank you for listening to Yes, Maybe, No. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yes, Maybe, No Pod. Listen to Yes, Maybe, No. Subscribe, download, rate, review, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Or, uh, download it.